This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? <laughs> Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. When I wake up in the morning, love. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Good morning, neighbors. Five minutes after the hour is six o'clock on an overcast, rainy, hump day Wednesday, the twenty sixth today. Of October. 60 days to Christmas. Uh huh. But who's checking, eh? Who's checking? Good morning to you and thank you so much for joining us on Power 1 and 2 Digital. It is the program called The Power Breakfast Show. Paul Richards, he's in. Richard Raghubara Singh, we don't know if he'll be in. Wendell Steven, we don't know if he'll be in. But Ruben is in. I'm in. My name is Steve Khan. And we'll keep you company until 9 o'clock this morning, all right? We'll take your calls and your messages. And of course, messages via our mobile app, which you should have by now. Our website at power12fm.com. Of course, you can listen to us in a, on a smart device. Yeah. But uh, let's see what's happening traffic-wise. Heard some thunder this morning. I was getting ready. We got some traffic as you head towards Santa Rosa. Yep, you do indeed. And then from Mausica, straight, straight towards El Sicuro. It's getting light after that, headed into the capital, all right? Out of the west, I got nothing ready to tell you about. Out of Maraval, boy, that was some flood yesterday up on that side. Nothing really to tell you about. Let's take a look what's happening south. See what's going on there. Nothing really in south, but you're going to get some traffic this morning. Pretty much from Forest Park as you head northbound. Please take your time. Roads are wet. All right. You're passing through um, Karani towards Uriah, you got some traffic. And Karani towards Kirep also got some traffic. By Chinchin Road and Southern Main Road also got some traffic, all right? But let's use that as hello's first thing this morning. Ken E. I missed you before I went off. Says good morning.
Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah. So, Kenny, good morning to you. Trev, Trev and Arima, good morning. Bago, long time. Good morning. Maria Marva, good morning to you. Miss Ingrid, good morning. And good morning, she says, to Ruben. Uh, Godzilla in Valencia, how's the weather up in your side? Riri. Morning to the Power Breakfast team. Morning to Riri. Renu Hulasi. Says nice morning. Peter and Judy locked on in Charlotte. Um, says Clyde, who is Judy's fiance? Okay. Oh, Clyde is Judy's fiance. Okay. I think I have the story down now. CJ, what's going on? Good morning to you. Carol Guevara, Wagwan. Ms. Maloney, good morning to you as well, Dudu. Hope you have a great dry day. Good morning to you, Paul Richards. What's happening? What's happening? How's the weather in your neck of the woods? Oh, Paul had an emergency TT time. He did. Wendell, good morning to you. Emergency TT time. Richard, good morning to you. Well, I'm here. Emergency TT. How uh, we had? We thought you had an emergency TT time. Mm-hmm. You know when you go is not TT time. <laughs> when you go is not TT time at all. Uh huh. Okay. I not saying I would. And that's it. Morning to you, Paul. How are you going? How's the weather? You fine, fine. Thank you. Well, it's raining. It's raining. It's pouring. Really? Ooh, I left home just in time then. <clears throat> I was trying to rush out before that rain uh, hit me this morning. So, good. I left at good time. I left at good time. I'll tell you something. Boy, I catch my tail and get up in the morning yesterday and today. Yeah, because you, you took a break, so your system is not back into the groove. You know, it's not back into the groove yet. Ugh. It's not back into the groove yet. I wanted to call in rain, but... Um, yeah, that that don't work down on my end in in my end at all. It doesn't work at my end at all. Because then Paul will have to fly down here. No, Ruben will have to fly down there. <laughs> no, not Paul. Ruben will have to fly down there. Oh, not Paul at all. Yeah. Every time I I think about the messages I got. Oh God, Steve, where? Paul can't handle the board. Or doesn't want to handle the ball. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, so morning to you, my friend. Well, um, good morning to Marival and St. James. And yeah, that was... Up this morning. I, I watched that weather yesterday, and, and usually when you see the hills are black, you know it's flooding. Let me tell you what's, what's scary about that yesterday. How quickly it happened. Well, it do take much, you know. Rain, it rained for about just about an hour, a little over an hour, mm-hmm. and that little hour's rain caused so much mayhem through Marfal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Royal Park area was literally under two feet of water, which yeah. is astounding. Yeah, my very I very. How those store owners, those restaurant owners, are making out. Yesterday and today, they probably yeah. spent the night, the night cleaning up those those establishments. Yeah. My best friend lives uh, lives right there, and um, he, he he sent me a video of um, of his floodgates and so on. That was water, and it is because of the developments happening further up. 
of course. You know, the because the, the water is filled with mud. Yep. So it's hill water coming down. Yep. And because of the, the, the number of housing uh, and, and systems that yeah. they're building up, up through Maraval and that are in some instances unauthorized, in some instances blocking waterways. Yeah. And it the is, avenue is totally flooded as well. And it's not like it's a tropical storm or hurricane, you know. It's just regular rain. It's just an hour, an hour and a half of rain. Mm-hmm. That's what's frightening about it. Mm-hmm. What will happen if we get some consistent rain? What will happen? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a fall apart. That, that uh, Maraval River can't take the volume of water anymore. It's well, well, you, you got to remember too, if you drive around this, the Saddle Road, the river is wide. And then you come to buy fairways, and then it curves around and comes behind Adams. The, the hydrologist so it, will it, tell it, you. It narrows down. The hydrologist will tell you the, the water volume increases significantly. Yeah. When the water is putting down mud and debris. Mm-hmm. And you so know we like to litter. The amount of mud in the water raises the volume of water. Mm-hmm. And the mud is coming down from the hills because they they uh, developing up the hills. And there's no vegetation to keep the, the soil yeah. attached to the hill. So when the yeah. rains come, the water and the mudded part of the hill comes down. So that increases the volume and the level of the water very, very quickly. Yes, it is. So um, when you looked at the water, it was very, very muddy water. Yeah. You know? And, but I've never seen some of those areas flood like that so quickly. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope nobody was hurt. And Queens. And I know a lot of people's households. Yeah, Queens Park, Savannah. Now, I guess they're accustomed, unfortunately. They're accustomed to this now. And, but I've never seen Marvel flood like this. Yes, I mean, yes, it happened. Yeah. But yesterday was very, very quick. I think it's spilled into some parts of St. James also. Yeah, St. James, the Avenue. Um, yeah, it's just... At Kokorit had some floods also on some parts of St. Anne's. Yeah, but you know, in, 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 in well, in Baratari, and it had hardly had rain. Well, yeah, in the east, it, it, was, it wasn't as much. No. But that, that's where the systems yeah. is an island, so. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. So we wish you a speedy cleanup this morning. Those of you who have a lot of cleanup to do, because I know based on the body pictures I saw yesterday, people have a lot of cleanup to do this morning. They do. And we were cleaning up late into the, last evening into this morning, so. Please be careful because the weather man says that the system is going to continue, the Met Service that is, mm-hmm. until at least Saturday. Mm-hmm. So there's more rain expected today. So, I mean, if yesterday happened, then the water tables are now quite saturated in those areas. Look at the Queen's Park Savannah. Yeah, that's it's becoming so normal now. Water flowing out of the Savannah, just before that QRC run, the body, like if it's a river. Mm-hmm. And I washed my car yesterday, ten minutes before the rains came. <laughs> uh, well, just think, if you wash your car in the rain, you don't need to dry it. It's not the, the rain, the wet I worry about, you know. It's the mud in the road that just did this back yeah. on the car. Yeah, yeah. we're at that moment. Former Central Bank Governor Joala Rambaran has won a seven 
$1.5 million lawsuit. Lotto. Mm-hmm. Lotto came in. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, some are saying it's the largest wrongful dismissal suit ever accrued in the country. But of course, it's based on the, the monies that he would have and the benefits he would have accrued had he not been terminated before 2017, July, when, he, when his contract was to end. Mm-hmm. So when the when the Dr. Raleigh's administration came in in 2012, well, they came in in 2010, but Ram Ryan was terminated in 2012. Or December 20th, let me see. Or oh, he was appointed, sorry, in 2012. And his contract terminated in December of 2015, which is like just three months after Dr. Raleigh's administration came into power. So... I wonder if the state will appeal. If there's an appeal possibility there. I don't know. Yeah. $7.5 million. Well, and then... Um, and he wasn't going to sit down and take that. So, so. Oh, no. And then... Um, I think Karen Nunez to sure as well. What? I, I think she was awarded $18 million. Wrongful death of a husband. Oh, that's something different. Totally different. Yeah. To Karen Nunez to share a good morning. How you doing? That's a totally different situation. All right. So three more murders have taken the toll to 494. We ain't lasting the week. I told you all we're not lasting. The, this is the 26th of October. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, six more murders will cross the five, put us past the 500 mark. Mm-hmm. We're on the 500 mark. We're not lasting the week because that's going to take us to Monday's the 31st, I think it is. Yes, it is. And you know what happens on a weekend, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. So we're going to probably this weekend, if not before, but this is only Wednesday, at the grim 500 murder mark. And of course, all the newspapers will have 500 in the front page. Of course. Blazing across the front pages. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But we spoke to the Minister of National Security and the Commissioner of Police yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. Pasabi says, I said the country is in its darkest days. Maybe that could be the subject of our question this morning. Do you agree that the country is in its darkest days? <sighs> Some pretty dark days. I don't know if it's the darkest. I think the coup was the darkest days. My opinion. Yeah. I think those I think, six well, days I would say that, that just one of the dark days. Well, darkest is a superlative. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I don't know. Um, and a friend of mine called me last night and uh, just, just to find out something and she was telling me that hey you know Steve we are Rob I said oh shoot everything alright and then she goes on to tell me um, this they, they, again they stopped at home they live in St. Augustine they stopped outside their gate um, it was uh, her daughter and her husband and the kind of husband came out and all of a sudden um, two guys were walking and the fella come and just started to pat him down and when she mm-hmm. looked on the left a guy was by the passenger window with a gun 
it. And I said, this was outside your house? She said, yes. And this was seven o'clock in the evening. Crime really, I'm, there's no time for crime anymore. Well, there's never a particular time for crime, but... You know, it's just these guys are just walking casually down the road with a gun in their pocket and, and you know, they don't want to work. Parents have failed them, I keep saying that. And um, Society has failed them. Everything has failed them and they've just, you know, I... I I saw three kids yesterday, Paul. They couldn't be over 14 years old. Could not be over 14 years old. And um, and I and we watched them with a few of us. And we're saying, yep, that's... that's yeah. Oh, no. Why am I getting that? Okay, right. And um, yeah, that was my... my, my yeah, go ahead. You can take it off now, Paul. And um, you know that they just looking up for no good. Hmm. You know there's no good. And I'm saying, where are they going to be three years from now? Not oh, five why are you giving ten? them long? Why are you giving them so long? Uh, being kind. Why are you giving them so much time? I'm, I'm just being kind. Why you want them to ripe? Put them on a shelf to ripe. I'm being kind. I, I just don't know. I, I keep saying we need to go back. We need to have a boot camp. Boot camp. And I, you're I, a minor. Yeah. You're in trouble. Your parents can't manage you. Or your parents can't manage you. We have to do to... that poll sometime this week. The and, boot camp poll. And the state says you are a danger to yourself and to others. And if we leave you to continue on the route you're going, you are going to end up in the criminal arms and we are going to take charge now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, that's not be my solution because the parents have shown in many of those instances that they are not managing them and they or they cannot manage them. So they are being left to their own devices and the criminal element embraces them mm -hmm. and they train them and send them out to create more mayhem. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, the state has to have a radical intervention program. Yeah, Your child ended up in, in truant situations over and over. You can't tell me where your child, your 14-year-old or 13-year-old son or daughter is mm -hmm. on a continuous basis. You forfeit the right to, to, to parent that child. Because if we leave that child with you, we all going to pay. That's right. I am sorry. I just, I have no patience with it anymore. We keep talking, oh, it's the family breakdown. Oh, it's this, oh, it's that. What are we doing about it? Why are we leaving those children who are clearly on a path to some level of destruction mm -hmm. in the care of those parents who, who clearly can't parent them properly? Why? I'm sorry. I create a big boot camp in this country. Let the army run it. Yeah. Male and female side of it. Mm -hmm. Let the army run it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you put them in there for six months in the first instance, do an evaluation. Mm -hmm. If the six months not long enough, leave them in there for a year. You understand? I'm very sorry. That would be my solution. Because the, of the success stories that I have heard from my lot and my part, of young people, young men in particular, who were going astray, who had gone astray, and who were giving no end of trouble to their parents and guardians. And the parents submitted 
to my lot and my part and said, listen to me, I can't manage this child. And the people in my lot and my part took, took them over and they had them in that area in Komoto. And they are shining examples of great citizens today because there was an intervention. You cannot have young people doing what they want, going astray, giving trouble, in some instances, breaking the law on a continuous basis, the parents showing that they cannot manage them for whatever reason, many different reasons. And you leave them in the care of that system. It's not going to work. It's not going to work out well. So it's time we start being very different about it. You end up, you pull a maximum out of can you beat him? Yeah, boy. You're for my life and my part. I'm sorry. In that situation, instantly, I take you out of that home situation because your parents can't manage you. If you are capable of doing that, you need to be in the program. And let me tell you something. A lot of young people, when they hear this is happening, they will straighten up their tail because they will realize there's a consequence to their misbehavior at that level. Yeah, because right now... So we all expect young people to misbehave at some level. When you're willing to pull a man out of a maxi and beat him mm-hmm. like that, it means that you need a different kind of intervention. Yeah, and on, on top of that, people who was not associated with it decide to jump in and beat up the maximum for no reason. Anger management, part of it as well. I don't know, these, these young kids. So I, I totally agree with you, Paul. They really let the army run it. Well, all they have to do is extend the, the capacity of my letter and my party. You know, to include more boys and also include a girl section. Mm, you have to. Because the girls, in some instances, are just as vicious as the boys. Yeah. Just we need that forward thinking. What are they going to be do- like in a couple of years from now? Everything what is in the is moment. The intervention? Leaving them in those home circles is not going to work. The parents cannot manage them. But then the parent is, he's a good boy, you know. Oh, gosh, give him a break. Well, actually, even in many cases, the parent will not say that. Eh? Huh? In many cases, the parent is not saying that. The parents just don't know what to do. Because they're out fighting to make a dollar yeah. and these children are left to their own devices yeah. in many cases the parents just don't they don't know what to do yeah they don't even, they even know that there's a, a, an agency called my part and my my Lot where they can seek help but it's a very successful program very very successful get some of those time, folks in. we use it more mm-hmm. we expand this capability and we intervene more that let it be an intervention method i'm sorry they straighten up very, very well because, I mean, it's like a, it's a boot camp, it's an army boot camp. With academics, they have teachers, so they have uh, all sorts of training in different ways. Mm-hmm. Vocational training, they have normal academics, and they have uh, chores to do. They, have, they teach them agriculture, and they teach them more than anything else, discipline and, and self-control. And they teach them self-respect yeah. and respect for others. Which, which are the more important lessons. So what they didn't get at home, they get there in a short space of time. Yeah. Look, Sexy yeah. San Fernando sent me a message. And, and to think I do all the right things with my daughter. And she has to interact with these characters daily. Mm-hmm. You know, she's right. Anyway, I don't know. I, I really that, don't know. That's, that's part of the solution in my opinion. It's part of the solution. 
and we also need uh, a more more focus on bringing back the PTA, particularly the state-administered schools. The PTA works very, very well in the denomina in most of the denominational schools, but in the state schools, it's almost falling apart. Steve is still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you not seeing Your camera disappeared, so. For some reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I will get bumped off. So, uh, expect yeah. more rain today. New British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak started his day of cabinet reshuffle yesterday and first full day as PM today, earlier today, by meeting with his new newly appointed cabinet. Uh, at, in a short while, well, I think it's a one o'clock UK time, which is going to be about, uh, is it eight? Eight Trinidad Tobago time. He goes to Parliament to face for the first time Prime Minister's questions. He has pledged the government with integrity and included people from different wings of the Conservative Party. So we'll see how we wish him all the best because, I mean, the UK's economy is important to the world economy. And we'll see how he goes. Once you make 45 days, you're good. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll struggle and hold on for at least 45 days. The Tories are just lucky that an, elec an election, a national, a general election, is not due for some time. Because I think they would, they would receive a, a resounding cutting. Given the turmoil they've caused the country, the UK, in the last three years. How disastrous Boris Johnson into a leadership election to a short-lived and misguided Liz Truss and now on to Rishi Sunak. And you know there are others who are standing by waiting to pick up the slack if he falls apart. Eh? Of course. The good thing about it is that his forte is economics and finance. He was a chancellor of the exchequer under Boris Johnson. So, it's, so the, the, running the economy, managing the economy is really what he has had experience in doing before and of course he has the wonderful experience of what not to do Allah let trust so that is right imagine all the people who she had appointed as cabinet members now in like six weeks are now backbenchers Um, we'll see did, it anybody from, did he leave anybody in a substantial position from her team? I don't know. I don't know. I can see. Yeah, I don't know. But, so the Guardian's reporting 15 murders over the weekend. They expressed 14 murders. Back to Trinidad Tobago, that is. Yeah. He said the, all the shootings would have occurred in eight separate incidents. Well, that's a great comfort to us. It's only eight incidents. And you said there was a, a shooting last night? No, I didn't say that. No, was three. There? It was, I think there was. I think I saw something like that. You know, let me see if I can find it. Um, well, I wouldn't doubt it. It's highly possible that there was a shooting last night. 
Who sent that for me, boy? Um, okay, it wasn't Bobby. I know, I have it somewhere. And I'm saying, oh my God, this thing will not stop. Well, it hasn't stopped for years, so. So unfortunate, but. Yeah. What you can see? Nada. Nada. It is really unfortunate. It is unfortunate to say the least. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to end. I don't know how we're going to end this year. We are going into a period where people need to be even more vigilant because November and December, if you look through the statistics for crime in the country, there are spikes in November and December. Mm-hmm. You know, we are going into a very celebratory time because it's the first time we have no lockdowns and COVID mm-hmm. at that level for two and a half years. Uh, so, just as people are rejoicing as being able to move about, so too are the criminals. So, I mean, people just need to be very, very, very careful. I mean, very careful. I don't know if you have the clips still in the bin, Steve, from the commissioner of police yesterday. Um, let me so we could kind of, for those who may not, may not have heard the interview, we could recap the, the the main points of what he said. The commissioner, that is, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the incidents are being perpetrated by a small group of people. He said that he and his men went down to the enterprise area, which is clearly yeah. a hot spot now. Yeah, and the Minister of National Security as well. Yeah. So. Um, which one you wanted? Sorry? The Commissioner of Police. I know. Um, which clip? Well, I do have... I'm not seeing the clips in front of me, so okay. I, I don't know what you have. Uh, we can pull. just play them in a row. Yeah, Let's just play the first one, and then we... Introduce, introduce the second and the third one. All right, so this is what he said. That they are deciding to, to do their own justice, even in incidents where you have some person who we consider innocent persons who are shot in, in these situations. You will find from our intelligence that some family members who may decide that the way how they are handling the situation is not coming to the police and providing the necessary information, but by going to someone who they know involved in the criminal world to take the necessary revenge on their behalf. And this is what we are in fact dealing with. And the middle of that again is the availability of the firearms so that you see we have to go respond in this and understand gang dynamics and that aspect of whether or not there is in fact significant confidence in our criminal justice system and where gangs decide or gang members decide that they will take the law in their own hands so you'll find when an incident happens they are not coming forward to make reports or to give the police the necessary information and evidence. They are deciding to take the law in their own hands. I mean to say, internationally it is so. 
and in some places is less in less than others. I will say no. What is increasing is uh, the proliferation of, of firearms in the country and the type of firearms. Because remember, I mentioned to you all, out of 20, um, 21 incidents, we end up with 76 shootings with 56 deaths. So if we just looking, if we just look at it from the surface of it and say, well, look, we have 56 deaths. It came out of 21 incidents, you know, and because of the type of weapon that is being used, several persons are getting shot. So when you look at the numbers of murders, you will be of the opinion that the number of persons who are involved in gang activities, you know, and criminal activities is in fact increasing and it may not be so at all. There you go. He was responding to a question we had asked as to whether there was an increase in number of persons in gangs or not. And what he said made a lot of sense in terms of the, 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 the fact that when, because of the type of weapons they're using, if there are 21 incidents and those persons are now spraying bullets, there are more casualties per each incident. So it's not a one-one ratio anymore, as it may have been many, many years ago. One shooter can kill four people mm-hmm. or five people, you oh, know, wow. and injure others. So, and he also spoke about the tendency of some of the criminal element and some citizens to employ, and I'm using this word very godly, their own version of the criminal justice system. But I will say, while I totally denounce it, I don't want anybody walk around and say I, I, I endorse it. It is because they've lost faith and confidence in the in the established criminal justice system for many reasons. One, the courts are extremely slow. Two, they don't think the police in many cases, they don't trust the police in many cases, and they don't think that the police uh, will bring to justice in a timely manner the people who may have wronged them, which, are, again, I'm not endorsing it in any possible way. I think it's wrong, and people should be going through the... the established criminal justice system but they have lost faith in various elements in the criminal justice system so what happens in situations like that they create their own criminal justice system really a criminal a criminally run justice system really a reprisal killings and if he's if the commission is saying people are going ordinary citizens are going to gangsters to get revenge for when they feel they are wronged which we know actually happens yes the system is really breaking down. I mean, anarchy is, step, is stepping in. When the criminals are the persons you're going to to complain about something that happened to you, I mean, we totally flip it upside down. That is scary, to say the least. And yes, the, and the, the, he did speak about the fact that in many instances, the persons who are committing the crimes are multiple times offenders mm-hmm. and are not able to be held. But my concern is that, and, and of course he spoke about the bail amendment bill, which lapsed and wasn't renewed. When you had it for three years, what was the result? What was the, what was the, well, there's a reason why people, the, the parliament put sunset clauses in bills to see how effective it is. That's why a sunset clause, it could have been put uh, in perpetuity, you know? But a sunset clause was put in it. 
to assess the effectiveness of the law because it abrogates some rights of citizens. And I'm not saying it, 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 it cannot work, but what is the evidence that it worked? And I know there's a long-standing argument and everybody could jump out itself, or many people jump out itself as to X and Y and Z. But I think if, if, if and to be fair to the commissioner, he, he may not have been commissioner when it was active, but he was part of the TT police, police service. What had been the effectiveness? You know, he didn't jump to talk about, to defend this effectiveness, you know. He just said they needed more time. And, and people should, the parliament should not have thrown the baby with the bathwater. But that's why a sunset clause had been part of the law. And clearly it could not have been proven that it was effective. And I'm sorry but that there are other elements of the criminal justice system that also can be employed. But people have differing opinions where that is concerned. Yeah, everybody will really. have a different opinion. Well, and, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. Really and truly. That's, mm -hmm. that's what's called a democracy. But, I mean, the police have a tough call on the hand. And then he also spoke about, the commissioner that is, about the majority of guns entering through legal ports. Legal ports. And since I am in the parliament of Trinidad and Tobago, this has been talked about, spoken about by the now Minister of National Security. And you have to ask yourself how much progress has been made in fixing that. If the assertion by the authority is that the legal ports are where most of the illegal guns are coming through, we have a real problem if we can't fix that. But we can't fix the, the scanning system, the bond system. We are incapable as a country of making sure that we stymie the importation of illegal guns through our legal Correct. ports. That's These it, are the well, legal ports that we have control over, you know. Yeah. And the level of complicity of people in that system is what should be of major concern. Why? How come they embossed some um, corrupt customs officer yet for letting them through? Or some corrupt businessman for, for importing the guns in containers? How come? Mm-hmm. If, if we are so sure that the illegal guns are coming through legal ports, why have we not had a major bust and arrest and charge of a complicit officer or complicit businessman because illegal guns found in the containers? How? Why? That's it, Paul. And that's the legal port that we have control over. That customs and them have control over. Come on. Why? If so much illegal guns come in through legal ports, why is it so difficult to make that kind of bust? Mm -hmm. Come on. We, we just hear about guns found in container and this long waiting with sting operation and nobody get hurt. But they had to come in on somebody named though. That's right. Container you just land in the port just so. Yeah. No, it's it a, a process and a half for it to leave where it's leaving, get cleared there, come here on a ship a cargo ship, land here, clear here, and walk out to the, uh, 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 and, and drive out a, a, a bond. But you ain't here, but nobody getting charged or arrested and charged for imp importation of illegal weapons. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the, with the, the, the crap iron. It ain't going out by submarine. It's they have no port to there's, there's a serious issue with our legal ports in this country that has not been addressed for decades. So you, you, the commissioner of police 
and the Minister of National Security are both saying the legal ports are a conduit for illegal guns and how much progress is being made to stop that one and to charge and arrest, identify, charge and arrest, arrest and charge persons who may be complicit. I don't know. That's so hard. Why that's so hard? Or is it that they're untouchables? Untouchables. And, and they're too big to touch. Untouchables. Wait, give me a break, eh? 6.45. Yeah, because if they oh. offload it, let's say you have a container, you offload it. If it's not checked at the port, it is checked on the compound where a customs officer there. Not every. Not, no, every, no, not Steve, every time. No, no, no. There are very few ports in the world that check all containers. Yeah, they don't check all. We know that. Right. It's impossible but to you check all. But you ain't telling me that these illegal importers of illegal guns are so good that we can't catch one? Not one? No. Or, or complicit customs officers? Or complicit agents working on the port? We can't catch one? Mm. Or after all these years, and the Commissioner of Police and the Minister of National Security saying convincingly that the legal ports are where most of the legal guns coming in, mm -hmm. and we can't catch one mm -hmm. and charge him or her. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, make it make sense now. Make it make sense. We have about five legal ports in the country. Think about it. Make it make sense. Let's move to the... Yes, let's go on the newspapers on uh, online. And, uh, 26th of October, I know you came 20th. up with a poll already, of course. I, uh, under the, the direction, because the Minister of National Security was the chairman of the Joint Select Committee National Security, and we toured Port of Spain, Lip Deco, and the airport bond, bond areas. And the amount of gaps we identified. Don't talk for that carrier, come, Jetty. Oh, you can walk in and walk out today as you want. You can yeah, walk off a no, ship nobody and walk out it. of the port of Spain as you want. Well, at that time, the amount of gaps we identified, they were, if you see how they check cars in the port, belong my movie tongue. I mean, you could hide anything in a car and bring it in based on how they check the cars. Somebody with a Bristol board. Uh, not a Bristol board, a, a clipboard, clipboard mm -hmm. writing mm -hmm. the numbers of the cars on that you could rub off when you want and change when you want. Not digital, you know. But at that time, it was about five years ago, writing yeah. down, well, this car come in and... But Paul... Check. If you see the check, Steve, if you, if you see the, the, the lack of check, I should say, at that time... Paul, a partner of mine called me. He transferred a car in San Fernando last week. Last week, he transferred a car in San Fernando. He went to Carony yesterday. You know what? They to get a certified copy. You know what they tell him? They they don't have the the the, the information on their system as yet. And for him to go down to licensing office in San Fernando to tell them to update their system, for him to drive back up to Carony um, to get a certified copy. 
You understand what I'm telling I've you? I've always said, when a system stays, you understand that? When a system stays in an ineffective and corrupt form, somebody's benefiting. <laughs> and somebody don't want it to fix. I had to laugh. They want him to go down to tell the person behind the desk, you have to update the system for me to get the certified copy. I don't know that you need a bail bill to fix the port. The, the legal ports where the legal guns come in. I don't know that you need a bail bill for that. Uh, really, that, that is according to the Commissioner of Police and the Minister of National Security where, the, where the, the illegal guns come in. That we have known have loopholes and corrupt people for decades. I've said over and over, the port of Trinidad and Tobago, the ports, is an algorithm for corruption. Good morning, Mr. Raghubar Singh. Hey, hey, Richie Good Rich. Good morning, guys. How are good you? Morning. I'm good, I'm good. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning to our listeners, wherever you are. We're talking about the fact that the Commissioner of Police and the Minister of National Security both said that the legal ports are where most of the legal guns come in, but they can't fix that at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, and nobody will get arrested and charged for complicity. They always have a problem with the scanners. I know the PSA had raised an objection, and I don't even know if they ever got past that objection with regard to the issue of scanners working properly on the port. And these illegal importers are so lucky that none of them never get catch. But they continue to just it's just so brilliantly lucky. That yeah. none of them ever get catch. The port is an algorithm for corruption. I've said so over and over. You want to know to do back and out? Go and work it. Go and work there. So let's go, but, go back to the but, but if But if that is true, then the issue has to be the seriousness of the national security infrastructure in really stopping it. And it's it's a it's a combination of national security and Ministry of Finance because Customs Falls and the Ministry of Finance. I was telling Steve uh, as a member of the Joint Select Committee National Security, we toured the legal ports, Port of Spain, Plip Deco, which is highly efficiently run, and the airport. And you could walk in from the runway, you could walk in through the bonds. There's one particular bond area where the cameras were taped up. And they were laughing, they were telling us, we don't know why they tape up. Somebody come and tape it and tell us, don't tape them. So they, let me tell you something. Anyway, I'm going to frustrate myself this morning. Huh? Mm. Daily Express on Wednesday, October 26th. Inconsolable. Crystal Braffitt left her home on Monday in Mover, uh, intending to purchase pizza for her three children, including two-year-old Kimani Braffitt, and unfortunately, this three-year-old died in a fire. We heard about that yesterday. Condolences to her and her family. Three more slain as murder tool nears 500. We're at 494. Street Tinto Rivers leaving drivers stuck Maraval and areas in north Port of Spain were inundated with floodwaters yesterday. Nunez Teixeira awarded $18 million in medical negligence case. That's been ongoing for a while since her husband, I forget her husband's name, uh, died while under the care of the medical facility that was the subject of her matter boy three dies in the fire Kamla, country in its darkest days 14 killings the weekend homicide tool we move now to the news day online for today if you have people see my today washington post murals unveiled in san fernando 60 san fernando families to get homes in time for holidays Brother of man killed by police. Confident truth will be revealed. Duke to quit THA if successful in local government. 
UNC wants national security meeting after 16 murder weekend. What are you doing? Relative of murdered child laments violence, pure evil. Griffith, PNM Express Law Association share blame for rising crime. And UE lecturer, new UK PM appointment, historic. That's Rishi Sunak, of course. Yeah. And we go now to the Guardian Online. Privy Council rules in Nunes to share his favor in $18 million medical negligence case. Acting Commissioner of Police, crime situation horrendous. Relative of murdered toddler laments killing of women and children. Boy five injured. Man killed during gun attack in San Juan. Man's bullet riddled body found in Piaco drain. Marval man shot dead watching fireworks. It not it? Am I just reading this like if it's a story? Mm-hmm. You are. Isn't it something wrong with that? It just struck me as the way I'm rolling through murder and murder and murder, like if it's a reading like a coloring book. Oof. Crockery family asks for help as landslide destroys home. And, uh, Mar- and over 100 families get keys to HGC homes in three months. So those are trending stories in your Express Guardian and Newsday for today, Wednesday, the 26th of October, 2022. All right. Thank you, Paul. All right, let's get into results of our poll from yesterday. Yesterday, we asked you, uh, should the TT Defense Force be used more in the fight against crime in TNT? Results after this. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlain Auto Services, from vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlain Auto Services, great mechanics and technicians, exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlain Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlain Auto Services, Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlain Auto Services, we do it all. All right, should the TT Defense Force be used more in the fight against crime in Trinidad and Tobago? Final results. 94% said yes. 94 said yes. This morning's poll. Well, we are taking the poll based on the statements by the leader of the opposition, Mrs. Pisabi Sessa, that these are TNT's darkest days. Do you think do you agree that these are Trinidad and Tobago's darkest days? Yes mm-hmm. or no? All right. Telephone numbers 222 8255 612. Welcome back. I think you're writing. I know you could write. Yeah, yeah. You're writing? Okay. Wonderful. Have you had your breakfast yet? No. All right. Breakfast. In your bed. On the iPad. Well, I'm on the iPad, yeah. In his bed. <laughs> In his bed. All right. And toll-free North Americans, 866-525-1099. Once again, Paul, our morning pool. Do you agree that these are Trinidad and Tobago's darkest days? Yes or no? Right. All right. Give us a call or send us a message via our mobile app or our website at paul102fm.com. All right. Um, Let's head across to Chile, Simcoe, Ontario, Canada. Ween says yes. Long Islander says no. Rampage, unfortunately, yes. Trev Trev in Arima, Trevor Broadbelt says no. Uh, Ish Alden Malik, morning Ish, says yes. What says you, caller? 
Good morning, gentlemen. I'm Grandy. Before I answer the poll, let me tell Mr. Paul Inbert, the representative from Marvel, good morning, good morning, good morning. My answer is yes. Yes. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Kunupier. Yes. Thanks, Kunupier. Have a great day. Let's see. Ron. Yes, I can't remember Trinidad and Tobago being so bad before. Um, Jay says, yes to the pool, but UNC is not the answer. <laughs> All right, Jay. Uh, Peter and Judy locked on in Charlotte. Judy and Clyde says yes. So that's two votes for a yes. Um, Miss Ingrid says, my answer to the pool is sadly yes. All right. Thank you, Miss Ingrid. Have a great day. Ms. Maloney says, yes, do-do. Thank you, Ms. Maloney. All right. 222-8255-612-8255. Do you agree that these are TNT's darkest today's? Yep. That's our poll. All right. Give us a call. Send us a message. So what Mo do you think? Yeah. Morgan says, top of the morning, gentlemen. Unfortunately, hell yes to the pool. But Auntie K is not the answer. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Thank you, Morgan's. 222-8255-612-8255. Toll free. North Americans, 866-525-1099. All right. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Of course, uh, send us a message on our message board via our mobile app or our website, paul12fm.com. Do you think these are TNT's darkest days? Do you think so? Yes or no? Yep, that's our poll this morning. Mm -hmm. 222-TALK, 222-8255, North Americans, 866-525-1099. Mm -hmm. Of course, people on the web and app, you know what to do. Exactly. All right. Let's get those calls coming. Let's get those hits coming before the big bad wolf, Sloopy, comes into the studio. With a packed newscast. All right, let's grab this call. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. Morning, sugar pie. Morning. How are you? Hi, honey, Mr. R. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> morning, Mrs. R. I forget morning, we have to share. Morning, morning, Steve and Paul. Um, I want to say a sadly yes, and just like Jay, definitely we don't want Kamala. All right, you don't want Andy K. Andy K is not the answer. All right. Thank you so much, Mrs. R. Let me check my message board here. Let's see. CJ. Morning, CJ. She said, good morning, guys. Yes, Richard. All right, that's a yes. And enjoy your vacation in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it, Richie Rich. Enjoy it. Thank you. Um, Chris M. 
says, good morning, Steve and guys. Yes to the poll. It's frightening to think it could get worse. <laughs> DJ Ray also says yes. Thank you, Renu. Yes. Yeah, Chris M. It's frightening to think it could get worse. It is. At the end of the week, as Paul says, we could hit 500. Wow. We're just over two months again to go. That is, that is something. All right, so 222-8255. Call quick before the big bad wolf walks in. All right. If you're in the east-west corridor on the Churchill Roosevelt Highway, you got traffic from uh, Mouska heading straight into Port of Spain, Maraval, from Mocha, Diego Martin, every route. All right, if in the Sugar Guanas area, there's a major accident by Laclave Street. All right, and let's take the final call. And this being the sleepiest person in the world. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, everybody. You look good. This is Ray. I had to say it like this is our two this morning. Sadly, I had to say yes. Richard, you carry your PNM blanket in America. You couldn't get up yesterday morning when you get up here. It was night. Enjoy yourself. Thanks, Steve. But there's no PNM blanket in <laughs> Go on, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Uh, Ray Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida says yes to the pool. Miss Ingrid says Richard didn't come to visit Tucson. I don't know where he's going. Um, Sam says, boy, really sad to see. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.